with you all day long. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Good morning at 5.56. I'm Jacqueline Sweeney. Mainly cloudy today with a chance of flurries and a high of minus two. Right now in our city, it's minus eight. Well, did the Oilers finally get a win last night? That's coming up in just a minute. But first, the provincial positivity rate for COVID-19 has dropped to 4.5% with 669 new cases announced yesterday on almost 15,000 tests. Sadly, 21 more Albertans have died from the virus. Joe Biden's inauguration went off without a hitch yesterday and included a star-studded ceremony. Now, Chris, I apologize. I didn't give you the heads up, but I'm hoping you have a little bit of Garth Brooks singing Amazing. And Grace yesterday. I always have Garth Brooks ready. Of course. All right. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. Pretty sweet sound. Yeah, the best was after he sang. Uh, he went around and hugged everybody, which, you know, technically you're oh. not supposed to do. <laughs> Fun fact, we were in a meeting, all three of us. Yeah. And then during the meeting, everybody, like all 12 people, gave a moment, moment of silence while Garth was singing that song. Yeah. That is true, actually. Uh. Lady Gaga also belted out the national anthem. Premier Jason Kenney says the federal government needs to step in and do something after the cancellation of the Keystone XL permit. Kenny says, we were not given a chance to make a case before the executive order was signed by Biden. Kenny calls Biden's move a gut punch and a direct attack on the largest part of the state's trade relationship with Canada. Now, the White House says that U.S. President Joe Biden's first call to a foreign leader will be to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. That phone call happens tomorrow. In sports, the Oilers won 3-1 in Toronto and play the Leafs again on Friday night. Yes. Sorry, yeah. there wasn't a lot of belief. There wasn't a lot of belief uh, amongst okay, yes. amongst Oilers fans. But seriously, yes, they they that was a huge win, and so hopefully they can get on a roll. That was the first time they had played on the road, the Oilers, since March fifth, because uh, you know when the bubble was here. They played all their games oh, at home. Geez, they played yeah, I didn't their think about first that. four games at home uh, during the season. So maybe we just don't play well at home. You need yeah. to bond. You need to get on the road. You need to just hang out with the boys. Exactly. All right. Well, they can stay there then if we keep winning. <laughs> They're going to. <laughs> <laughs> now back to the U.S., where I'm sure, as you heard, Trump was pardoning all sorts of people on his last day in office. Well, someone got the snub. Tiger King's Joe Exotic. He put in a request to Trump, and Trump did say he would take a look at it, but that's all he did. Team Tiger, as they're called, says they are not giving up. All right. I think he was the only person that didn't get pardoned. Little Wayne much. got a pardon. Why <laughs> oh, not yeah, Joe Exotic? I saw that photo. <laughs> All right. You're too early for a question. Question is coming up next. I'm Jack, and that's what you need to know. Thank you, Jack. If you're just tuning in for the first time, here's what we do. It's the too early for a question question. Basically, we're looking for you to be the smartest person listening this morning. And if you are, you can win that uh, well, the music that everybody's talking about, Morgan Wallen's uh, double double album, basically. It's, Dangerous. Uh, it's, it's massive. Anyway, a digital copy of it, 780-421-1039. Let's see how smart you are this morning. Almost three-quarters of North Americans live within an hour of this, okay? Three-quarters of North Americans live within an hour of this. What is this? 780-421-1039 is the number to call. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Got to get an answer to the too early for a question. Question first, Rihanna's on the line right now. The question is, almost three quarters of North Americans live within an hour of this. Their family, their parents. You got it. Good job. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Yes. Three quarters of North Americans live within an hour of their parents. Much too close. Time to move further. <laughs> 
amazing. My daughter is going to be so happy. That you live close to her? me. <laughs> she loves Morgan Wallen. She certainly does. All right. Well, you've won the double uh, album called Dangerous. It's uh, there's it's breaking records all over uh, for most downloaded and streamed music. So it's pretty cool. That is awesome. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We were talking about adventurous kids. Where do we get that from? Oh, we found out thanks to the too early for a question question that the average kid has coffee for the first time at 14 years old. And uh, that just spun off into all sorts of crazy stories. Uh, Jack, you said your kids are basically noodle kids. Oh, my goodness. Every time. What do you want for dinner? Noodles and not even with sauce. They want plain <laughs> noodles. This yeah. is like this is a common theme with every kid. Like All my kid eats is buttered noodles. Yes, yeah. cheap, that's it. Cheap meals. Yeah. Well, yeah, but not nutritious. <laughs> uh, you, whatever. I, you're you do a pretty good job, Jack, and I've seen from your Instagram of uh, mixing in some vegetables in the sauce. Yeah, I'm that mom. I'm shredding carrots and zucchini in almost every meal. They'll you, never know. No, they don't know, right? <laughs> no, so they that, don't. That works. And uh, Matt, your family is more adventurous when it comes to eating things. And uh, your son, we've seen the Instagrams of of him eating the seaweed. And uh, I don't know. That's not. F- yeah, by the fistful. We're finding out now. Bo- that Bo is into his two, two yeah. second year here. Yeah. He's he's more of a snacker and less of a dinner guy. We can't even mention the word dinner because he won't eat it. It doesn't matter if it's, like, <laughs> it's the most delicious thing. He's like, no, I don't want dinner. So every we, night at five, you've got a big snack. We have big snack. <laughs> he's like, Bo, you ready for big snack? And he's like, mm, okay, do I have to sit in my chair though? And like, that sounds like a dinner to me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's... The thing is, when he went to day home, he was yeah. very adventurous. I used to tell day, our day home operator, like, yeah. how is he? Does he eat his vegetables? He's like, oh, yeah, he loves vegetables. And at home, yeah, get them away from me. It's hmm. so true. On that note, they our kids go to the same day home. She made a salad bar for them yesterday, and all the kids ate tomatoes and spinach, not even iceberg lettuce. It was spinach. If we did that at home, Bo would pack a tiny suitcase and just walk out the front door. <laughs> yeah. That would be it. Bye. Just like a little hobo. with his, yeah. Stick and bindle. Exactly. Just egon. But so. apparently, our kids are in the minority because the amount of texts we got about these adventurous kids is crazy. Mm-hmm. Amy texted and says, my three-year-old daughter loves green olives, feta, and brie. Well, I get the cheeses. Feta's salty and wonderful. Brie, if you put it in the oven, delicious. Yeah. But olives? Olives. Oof. I love olives, but olives? What about this one? One of my son's favorite foods when he started solids was pickled beets, and he still loves them, and he's 10 years old. Bo eats pickled beets, loves beets, one of the few vegetables we can get in them. Okay. And let me tell you, if you forget he's eating beets, yeah. you're in for a surprise oh. during diaper change. <laughs> and if you don't wipe his hands. <laughs> True. <laughs> Who'd you kill? <laughs> my son fell in love with smoked oysters at six years old. Smoked oysters. Can you imagine? You've had, you've had one, Chris, yeah. right? You just tried it for the first time a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and however old you are. <laughs> yeah, whatever age I am. Uh, there you go. What about you? Are your kids adventurous with eating? Are they just noodle kids? 780-421-1039. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. About uh, children with advanced palates when it comes to eating. Yes, JJ. My uh, seven-year-old loves hot sauce and chicken wings. They're like hot wings. <laughs> takes like the, the normal hot wings you get have like cranks on them or whatever, right? Right. And she'll dip it in sriracha. Wow. Oh, yeah. It, it's nuts. She used to hate it. And then all of a sudden one day she's like, Dad, I want some hot sauce. I'm like, you don't like hot sauce? She's like, I know, but I want to try it. So I'm like, all right. Then she loves it. Are you supposed to have hot sauce at seven years old? I don't even know. I don't. I don't oh. know. But like <laughs> the amount, of, like she puts it on everything. Literally, she puts sriracha on her eggs. She's got Frank's on pretty much everything she eats. 
That and sushi. She puts hot sauce on sushi. That one blows me away. Uh, both of those, sushi and hot sauce. Are... Hi, you're looking for kids that eat different things? Yeah. Yes. Um, my youngest, when he was about, I don't know, 10 or 11, um, we went to Hooters, and he was really upset because on the kids' menu, they had the liver and onions for like $1,000, and he was upset because we wouldn't order it for him. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we went to a we went to another restaurant and he ordered it and the waitress kind of looked at him and said like, "Are you sure?" And then when we went back a couple years later, she it was the same waitress and she said, um, "She goes, oh, she goes, I've only ever had one young child order liver and onions." Right. And she looks and she's like, "Oh, that's probably him." I said, "Yep, that would be him." How, how old was he when you took him to Hooters? Um, I think he was like ten or eleven. The yeah. kids used to ask all the time when we would go to West Dead, can we go to Hooters? Can sure. we go to Hooters? I always said no. Okay. And then one day we decided, yeah, let's say yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I guarantee you the last thing on his mind will be the liver and onions as he got a little older when he went to Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? He's 19 now and he'll still order at any chance we get if it's on the menu at a restaurant. You mean he visits Hooters anytime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course, right? He spends a little longer now. <laughs> For the liver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. This is Kiss in Love Court. And as always, Kiss in Love Court can only happen if you reach out to us initially. We got a text message from Katie. Is that right, Jack? We sure did. She says, hey, Chris, Jack, and Matt, my husband and I are proud parents of a little five-month-old baby boy. He is so sweet and cute, but he doesn't sleep that well. I want to give sleep training a try, but my husband is so against it. Many of our friends have had success in sleep training, but we have also heard about how hard it is to let them, quote unquote, cry it out. Do your listeners have any experience with sleep training? Should I really push for it and give it a try? Okay. All right. Now, sleep training. I asked my wife about this last mm-hmm. night, and I don't think it was, it was probably something you know when our Maybe kids called something else. Yeah, <laughs> it was cry. Like my 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 parents did it with me, right? Yeah, oh, I did bet. they? Oh yeah. yeah, that's how I'm all messed up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me about my take on sleep training. <laughs> and sleep training, if you haven't heard about it, it's basically, I mean, and this is very basic. There's different types of sleep training you can do, but it's not rushing to your kid every time they cry right. at night or, or during nap time. It's letting them figure it out for an extended period of time or an allotted period of time. You get to choose. Okay. Get, giving them a chance to teach themselves how to go to sleep Self, by themselves. Yeah, self-soothe. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Jack, you did this. I did. I did it with both of my girls. Um, Kennedy, I had heard about this sleep training. And I said, you know what? Yeah, we're going to do it. I read a book. Um, we did the Ferber method, which is basically like you let them cry for 10 minutes. And if it's not going well, you go in and soothe them again. Try it again. Okay. We lucked out with both of our girls. They took to it really well. They self-soothed and they're awesome sleepers. Okay. So I'm a fan of sleep training. All right. Matt? We did not sleep train, mm-hmm. and we probably won't sleep train uh, new baby Maxine either. Okay. Uh, our big thing was we, we wanted to comfort our children, and they're when they're cr- sitting there crying, they're calling for you. And I, I would be okay sleep training. I would be okay not sleep training. You know, like the kid's calling for you, and that's the big downside of sleep training that some people say. But there's so many kids that get sleep trained that end up perfectly fine, and I'm not lambasting parents for sleep training. You need your sleep. 
Right. And you you got to think about your life too. And I'm not like I'm not taking either side because I've I haven't experienced this. We were just we never let our kids cry. We just kind of went. I think as. as we well, still question if you were there for your kids. <laughs> hey, uh, Karen, how do our kids oh. get down to sleep? Oh, Don't they worry, were Chris. Great. I, I was <laughs> actually I was I was there because Karen was working, so right. I was doing my my part too. But um, but but anyway, Matt, you have referred to your son as a little uh, disaster when it comes to sleeping. Yeah, right? I mean. He, it takes us like when I. It's important for Jack because Jack's a single mom a lot of the time, and I right. get it. Like your circumstance, you gotta do something, right? Your kids gotta go to bed earlier because they get up early, so they go to the day home, so you can go to work. Okay. It takes like a bow. Still, he's two years old, maybe an hour sometimes to go down to bed, and it, it's very heavily parent involved, right? <laughs> I'm there the entire time. Very heavily, but but it's you know like the big downside to sleep training is is your like your kids want you and you're not coming for them, but right. it but does it solve a purpose. I was just gonna it, say it does. It's for a purpose, and I understand that. And it lasts maybe two nights. Sure. Okay. Seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. We've got some opinions here, and uh, we need yours now. You can text us at one zero three nine three nine. Uh, again, Katie wants to know if uh, sleep training is something that they should do. Her husband doesn't sound like he's that interested. She is. Well, what do you think? Again, we'd love to hear from you this morning. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. This is Kiss and Love Court. Katie wants to know if sleep training is something they should do with their three month old. Uh, they're having a bit of a disagreement, and she's looking for your advice this morning. This text says, I know a lady that put her two boys in the stroller and let them have their nap outside. It's the only way they would sleep. Even in the winter, she'd bundle them up out on the patio door, and there they went to go to sleep. Wow. And she adds, both her sons, successful. Okay. Another text here, sleep training, hell yes. Taken care of babies, of course. That's a that's a sleep training method, I guess. We did it at five months, only three nights of rough nights, and we have a 12-hour night stretch every night since. It's the best thing I ever did. So our non-sleep trained kid, Bo, you know, we tried sleep training him probably when he was around six to seven months, and he just wailed, and it just was too much for my wife and I, mm-hmm. and... We just went back to the way we were doing things. We still get him to sleep. It's not like he lacks sleep. It's not like we lack sleep. It just takes a while. I'm going to record this, Matt, for next time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, Matt. <laughs> I swear all you do is complain your son doesn't sleep. Well, no, he's like, it's just the process of getting him down can be stressful. Somebody said, Matt is weak. Sleep train your kids. There's no way I would tend to my two-year-old for an hour. That makes me less weak. Because I'm in there for an hour, right? <laughs> Touche salesman. Someone's in your corner, Matt. They say they're only little once. Enjoy the cuddles as much as you can. Me and that one person, solidarity. Everybody yeah, else everyone is else is I, I remember <laughs> when our daughter Bailey, many, many years ago, when she was just little, like little, little, uh, we'd give her, uh, she'd go, bottle, bottle. So we'd bring her her bottle in the crib. And then uh, we, after a while, we realized that we couldn't just keep giving her milk to put her to bed. So uh, we'd put water in the bottle, right? And then she'd grab the bottle and she'd be like, milk and bottle, milk and bottle. <laughs> Smart girl. Like, yeah, no, I'm not falling for that again. Uh, what do you think? Sleep uh, training, yes or no? 780-421-1039. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. This is Kiss and Love Court. 727 Kiss and Love Court this morning. Uh, Katie wants to know if they should get into sleep training with their three month old. The husband, not really sure, and she's. Not sure either. That's why she's asking you this morning. Uh, what do you think, Carrie? Um, I'm kind of like a half and half person. I did it. I'm a single mom. 
I did do it with my son when he was about six months old. Mm -hmm. But my problem was other people putting him to sleep. He needed to be able to soothe to go to daycare. He needed to be able to soothe for someone to take care of him other than me. Right. Once I knew he could go to sleep on his own, I went back to rocking him every night until he was 18 months old. Okay. Okay. So there's benefits to to the sleep training more than just mom and dad. That makes sense. There's going to be other caregivers in their lives. They need to be able to be comfortable and put themselves to sleep in their in their home. Well, somebody just texted and said, question for Matt, what happens if someone else puts your son to bed, mm. like a grandparent or a babysitter or somebody at daycare? Uh, yeah. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. Oh, wait, just stays up. Hey, he, de- he has napped a day home, and Lynn, the day home provider, has got him to sleep. And when she said that, I literally grabbed a chair, flipped it around, and said, tell me your secret. <laughs> Lynn is magic. She's like, I just rubbed his back. I'm like, all right, gypsy. <laughs> yeah. Kissa, good morning. Hi, you guys are talking about sleep training? Yeah, who's this? Uh, this is Lene. Yeah, Lene. I just will share my story. Like, I tried everything, I feel like. I tried milk. I tried no milk. I tried soother. I tried no soother. tried everything. And so I kind of just, yeah, did the Ferber method like Jack was talking about. But maybe 10 minutes crying, go in and soothe. Um, and it worked for us. He's a super good sleeper. He talks and then just falls asleep. It takes him, like, three minutes. Aww. Working um, on his five-minute so set. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, when I was a kid, my parents, they never came and checked me out when I was in the crib. He doesn't get past the first three minutes. No. <laughs> You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Sam Hunt, make you miss me kissing in the morning with Chris, Jack, and Matt. It's a 7.35. Still to come this hour, Freestyle Friday returns tomorrow with the return of Matt DeBurs, and uh, we will uh, let you help us with the subjects that we're going to do. What um, should we be rapping about? Also, just after 8 o'clock, uh, Chris tries it. I try something I have not tried in my significantly long life. And uh, let's just say I've opened up what I'm going to try, and it reeks just like I thought it would. You're so, being kind of a baby, like I'm, usual. I'm, I am not looking forward to this. And you know this is fre- like it's fresh or it's not expired, right? Fresh in quotes. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I stuttered. I don't I think this, this <laughs> item is ever fresh. Anyway, we'll get to that. Okay. This is Kissin' Love Court. Katie wants to, to, to get your help on uh, sleep training there. Three-month-old. the husband's Five-month-old? Yes. Sorry, not really a big fan of uh, of the thought of it. She's not exactly sure either, so she's looking for your advice. Well, we got a text at 103939. I have a 10-month-old, and I have not slept a full eight hours since she was born. I tried Cry It Out or what you're talking about, sleep training, but I couldn't do it. I let her cry, but it didn't last. So whatever, I'll sleep when she's a teenager. Uh, yeah, go. I mean, we didn't sleep train and my kid sleeps. Like J- Jack and I were saying off air, that some kids like to sleep. Some kids aren't good sleepers. Yeah. Depends. Okay, but I'm going to call you out there for just a second. You always say Bo doesn't sleep. He's he's hard to get down, <laughs> but he sleeps. <laughs> like Bo, he'll, he sleeps 10, 12 hours a night. No problem. If you can get him down. Right. Yeah, it takes in like max hour, sometimes half hour. Okay. Another text here. Good morning, guys. I sleep trained my first daughter. It just meant that I would let her sort it out. She was and still is the best sleeper. Well, my son came and I was like, oh, they're only little for so long. Sleep training out the window. I snuggled. I held his hands. I slept right beside him. He is the worst sleeper. It's a hassle now. And he is 12 years old. So by the time the third came around, we switched back to sleep training. Again, great sleeper. I've done both. Sleep train, save your sanity. 
That's second kids, my future. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, I, sometimes I think it's just it's the kids are destined to be what they're destined to be. It almost yeah, sounds different sure. kids, right? right? You never sure. know. Because we never had sleep training when our kids were young. And again, I know you guys don't think I was there, but I <laughs> they, they they just always slept. We were very lucky. Yeah, because you there was no bedtimes in the Sheets household. He, That's true. Chris hates that we have bedtimes. <laughs> That's true. So we just took them out at three o'clock in the morning. They fall asleep. No kidding. <laughs> Give them some chocolate. Give up They'll for stay 20 awake. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> right. What about you, Linda? So with the sleep training, my husband and I were blessed with four healthy boys who are not four grown men. Yes. And we did sleep training, but the important thing about raising kids is the parents being on the same page and compromising. Mm -hmm. So maybe they try it, and if it doesn't work, you can say you tried it. Right. Lord knows if you're not on the same page, those kids are going to cause problems. Well, especially with sleep training, you have to be on the same page because it is not easy hearing your kid cry. And and if one parent wants to go in, they're going to go in. Hot tip, turn off the monitor. (laughs) (laughs) How'd that work for you, Matt? (laughs) Kiss and love court. Good morning. What I just found out recently, and I've already raised my kids, which is their 30 and 20s and stuff. Right. But somebody told me that when you rub the baby's back, or you actually like put your like just rub your finger along their spine, they start to squirm. I realize that you might be doing maybe waking your baby up more because you got them on you, and you're ru- constantly rubbing and patting their back. Are you doing more <laughs> harm or good by thinking I'm going to pat this baby and rub that baby's back and we're going to fall asleep? Thank you for this advice. This there's other applications for this too because I know when I put my finger on my wife's spine, she starts to squirm too. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they okay, so well, wet? <laughs> there, there, there might be too much information, but that's okay. <laughs> Thanks for calling. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If you're just tuning in for the first time, every Thursday I try something I haven't tried because, as Matt would say, I'm a baby when it comes to eating things. We were talking earlier this morning about adventurous kids and what they eat. I'm there, not. I'm yeah. not one of those kids. No. Very picky eater. You have led a very sheltered life. Today, for the very first time in my life, I am going to eat Spam. And you know, quite popular. I am surprised you haven't tried it before. You know, and and again, I'm going to go back. Maybe my mom, maybe when I was a little kid. I don't remember it. I don't think it happened. If you don't remember it, you're allowed to try it again and say you never had it. There we go. Okay. Anyway, so Spam for the very first time. I can tell you just the smell of it when I opened up the can was enough. Like, I can't even, Chris can't even smell it, let alone eat it. And Jack, you said you've never tried it before, and you don't know if you could. No, I am scared that I would legit puke if I tried Come it. Come on. I think it's just, so. It's just like... It's just like canned bologna. And I exactly. hate I hate bologna. It's lunch meat. You guys are cowards. I've never had it either, but bring that can over, you're done, and sanitize it real good. <laughs> Does it come in some. a liquid or was it dry? It's, it's moist. It's, it's, it comes it's, out of the can pretty it's wet. It's liquidy. So I put on the Instagram account, should, we, uh, should I microwave it, should I okay. not? And so far, 90% said eat it raw. And what did you do? I microwaved it. <laughs> okay. But I, I'm going to do both because Matt is the boss. boy. Matt said... Try a little bit of both. All I'm right. proud of you. So for the very first time, yeah, exactly. Okay, what's first? I'll go the raw, I guess. All right. All right, here we go. I don't think he likes it. That tastes gross. Pretty quiet over there. Mm. Are you excited you get to try it again? Oh, <laughs> 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 he's coughing it back. <laughs> oh, it's coming back. <laughs> get some water. <laughs> okay. Turn the here, mic down. Here comes the, the cooked. 
I don't think he's taken oh, a breath yet. Much better cooked. Really? Oh, wow, really? Uh, good good enough you'd eat it again? Uh, yeah. And lots of people saying it has to do with the condiments. If you're putting pepper, mayo, pickles, it's okay. Anything to mask the actual flavor. Oh, my gosh. Microwaved for a minute, way better. Yeah, and, like, we use cooked in air quotes. You put it in the <laughs> microwave. <laughs> okay, microwaved, yes. Raw, gross. Let's have some fried spam. Let's do it. You need to fry it? That's what the the big thing is, yeah. That fried would, spam. That would be good. That would be good. It almost, it has a ham. Obviously, it's got a ham products in it and nitrates. Yeah, lots of people saying fry the spam. Hawaiians grill it. This is It's just floor sweepings in, in a cube. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right. I think Jack and Matt have to have it, too. Bring it on over, but microwave it. Yeah. All right. I'm busy. <laughs> you're, you're busy. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at Kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? (laughs) Well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.